Hello and welcome to another episode of the Caring Support Podcast, your healthcare podcast that cares and the show where we dive deep into the world of healthcare and explore the incredible stories and experiences of the unsung heroes who work tirelessly to keep us healthy. I'm Kaylee, I'm your host, and I couldn't be more excited to embark on this journey with all of you today because we have an amazing guest with us. We have registered nurse, change agent, transformational leader, public speaker, nurse consultant, and health equity activist. Brigitte, welcome, Brigitte. I am so excited that you are here with us today. Thank you, Callie. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. So why don't we start off strong and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Brigitte Maigba. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a nurse educator as well. I work at Centennial College in the BSCN program as well as the bridging program. Um, I also am a public speaker, a nurse consultant, and a health equity ad- uh, activist. That is a lot to have on your plate. <laughs> yes, it is. What made you go into nursing as a career and then move into everything else that you've kind of added on top of that? Interesting. You know, I I always I always shied away from nursing. I'll tell you that. I, I was more of, you know, um, tending into administration at one point. I wanted to um, study pharmacy. I wanted I wanted to study medicine. So nursing wasn't on my radar. Um, I started nursing as a mature student, and at the time, I actually wanted um, a profession that would allow me to get into the workforce as quickly as possible. And I, I was advised by a career counselor that nursing would be it. So I'm like, is that it? So I decided to do nursing, and I loved it. And I I have loved every bit of it from day one from the classroom setting to working at the bedside to teaching at the college and the university um to to now speaking publicly to advocating for social justice issues for health equity it's just been a, a life changer for me i've 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 learned so much um uh, as a nurse um nursing has changed me in as much as people say we save lives in quotes um nursing has saved me in many ways yeah you you just mentioned like you're you're big on change you want to be a part of the change and i think there's a lot of people out there that are trying to make those steps right now so could you discuss maybe some of the key challenges you've encountered in that area and maybe some of the strategies that you're trying to employ to create the positive changes that you're looking for yes yes so change is um a process i i would say changes on the continuum and and um, in order to be a part of change, oftentimes we have to position ourselves in a way that allows for change to happen. I say that, especially in nursing, um, being an, an, an advocate um, uh, within a, a profession that is predominantly uh, female and um, often silenced, it can be hard to be an advocate within the nursing profession. So um, I, have, I have learned to um be able to adapt different types of um work within the nursing profession in order to um do this work um i've been a part of um you know advocating for um better pay for nurses we um and speaking out in terms of the working conditions for nurses especially during the pandemic and that hasn't come without um consequences for me um, um and in order to see this change and f- be a part of it and, f- and facilitate it i i think that positioning myself um, when it comes to um, work flexibility has allowed me to continue this work. So you're also a nurse consultant. So what does a nurse consultant do 
And what do you do as a nurse consultant to provide expertise to healthcare organizations? Maybe you can share some examples of the areas or that you're working in right now that you're trying to improve. Yes, my consultancy is mainly focused on individual nurses. Um, um, precisely, um, that was birthed to support internationally educated nurses who reside here in Canada. As we know, there are, there are thousands of internationally educated nurses that are currently living in, in Canada who are unable to practice and and now I want to say in Ontario because some of the provinces have um, found ways to help international educated nurses transition um, faster into into practice given the nursing shortage uh, and provinces like Nova Scotia, uh, Alberta and British Colum Columbia recently launched um, pathways for international educated nurses to be able to practice. Ontario hasn't um, followed suit. So my consulting um, was, is mainly um, focused on helping internationally educated nurses um, navigate through the process. Um, I, and I also um, liaise with um, organizations when it comes to um, training um, um, nurses who work for agencies in, in terms of enabling them to um, be aware of the policies and procedures of, of different organizations that they go practice in. So I work with um, these um, agencies to uh, train nurses and support them as they navigate through different hospitals to, to be able to maintain uh, patient safety. You also have um, a big position as kind of a public speaker and stuff now. You've done um, a few public speaking things. And that being such a powerful platform for you, what are some of your key topics or messages that you do address when you're asked to do these speeches? And um, what kind of messages would you like to share with us today? A lot of my topics um, when it comes to public speaking center around women's health, health equity, um, I've, ta I've talked on um, leadership, nurse retention, and I also um, I'm often invited to speak in colleges and university to, to discuss anti-racism in nursing, anti-discriminatory pedagogy within the nursing profession and how to move the work forward when it comes to a more equitable workforce. Um, so these are a lot of my topics. topics and, and recently I was invited to speak in one of the grassroots organizations that um, empowers um, asylum seekers to be able to navigate through the Canadian workforce. So it's it's a lot on social justice issues. I've also commented on uh, on immigration issues. I've, I've, I've been a part of um, conferences uh, in regards to immigration and what it means for immigrants to settle in Canada and to be able to integrate. So um, I'm, you know, when it comes to the these topics, a lot of my um, speaking center around social justice and health equity. So maybe we could dive into like just a couple of those little topics, just a little bit off to the side here. But what do you think we could be doing or should be doing when it comes to things like nurse retention and um, some of the other issues that you had mentioned? Yes, when it comes to nurse retention, a big focus uh, has been on uh, working conditions, improving working conditions for nurses. As we know, the COVID-19 pandemic laid bare a lot of um, inequities uh, within within the workforce, especially um, in the nursing profession. Uh, we saw a lot of nurses quit as a result, and nurses are still quitting in droves. Um, so um, when it comes to nurse retention, we're looking at 
better working environments for nurses, increased mental health supports. If you're a lot of times, if you're not a full-time staff at many of these organizations, you're not entitled to mental health supports. So you feel disconnected and people, even though these nurses are working full-time hours and actually bearing the burns, oftentimes uh, they still are not supported that way. Um, a, a big part of my work as well was, um, you know, rallying with um, nurses, bedside nurses and uh, we uh, in, in for the repeal of bill 124 as we know the the bill was deemed unconstitutional by an ontario court and uh, which and unfortunately was later took to appeal by the government uh, but recently we did have uh, some wins with nurses ontario nurse registered nurses seen an increase of 11% in their wages in the, for the next two years. So that's a win, although we still have many steps and, and a long road to go when it comes to making that equitable for all nurses. Um, most people do not know that registered practical nurses are not a part of the wage increase. Nurse practitioners are not a part of the wage increase. So we want to see more equity uh, around um, the nursing profession in general. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the most important things is to make sure that there is equity there. Yes. Um, without it, yeah, obviously people are going to walk away. People do that for any job, right? That's right. But, that's right. you know, you guys do you do so much work. I mean, you just told us that you were coming off a night shift and here you are sitting with me. And like, frankly, I mean, I've done the only night shift I've done has been, you know, nursing my babies and stuff like that. But <laughs> I mean, that's that's it's still tough to go from like you're up all night and then now hey, look, you're here. So, yeah, like what you guys do is very important. And um, I think it's amazing that you're bringing such a huge light to it and that you're using your position for such uh, such a good power. I think that's absolutely amazing. So thank you very much. And maybe you could explain a little bit more about the health equity side of things and why why that's important to you. Thank you. Health equity, as we know, is a big part of any system. Um, and and if people are paying attention, um, we would we'll find find out that not people are not being treated you know the same way in 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 the society, especially marginalized groups who are, are often treated dispropor- disproportionately um, in the healthcare system. As someone who represents her as black, a black woman, um, I have experienced you know um, health inequities within our healthcare system, and I have seen. Um, inequities play out as as an as a registered nurse providing care during the COVID nineteen pandemic. We actually saw how the va- vaccine rollout was done, with um, certain certain areas being prioritized. Um, we saw how vaccines advocates had to call out the system and how vaccines were being rolled out with areas with certain postal codes getting the vaccines and areas with um, other postal codes, um, you know, being the last despite the increase in the spread of the virus in those areas which are often um, more crowded and then with when it comes to health equity I, I remember a big win for for me and and the many nurses who spoke out was the prioritization of pregnant women um, for the COVID-19 vaccine administration and that was a big one and also I did start um, a petition for free rapid antigen tests which actually garnered over 150,000 signatures all across Canada and we eventually did see a lot of people uh, support that petition and we actually saw uh, uh, free rapid antigen tests being distributed in most provinces um, in Canada. So health equity for me is speaking out on the things that 
often are neglected, um, prioritizing marginalized groups and making their voices heard because most of these groups are often unable to speak for themselves. So for me, it is important to use my privilege, however small, to prioritize the groups that are often silenced or not even mentioned at all. A lot of this comes back to leadership. It becomes that big, that that big elephant in the room, so to speak. And one of your focuses is transformational leadership, and it's an integral part of who you've become. How do you approach leadership in the nursing field? Uh, what qualities and skills do you believe are crucial for driving transformational change? Yeah, great question. For me, transformational leadership is um, is a leadership style that actually focuses on um, inspiring others um, uh, to lead, right? Um, uh, because we we need others to join in the work, whether it's advocating for more equitable workplace or better wages, it, it takes it takes everybody to get along. So for me, it is having a, a vision and being able to inspire others um, to um, follow through with the vision, um, having that charisma to um, bring people along, to build trust, to connect with people where they're at, to meet them where they're at, um, and 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 then and bringing about about a change, however small, celebrating the little wins. So I I, I think I'd like to um, you know consider myself a transformational leader because um, I've been able to inspire um, so many people in different areas, whether or not whether uh, from the even the the parts of speaking up for themselves. Uh, I I know of. Many nurses who have reached out to me and 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 said and asked for support in terms of speaking out for themselves, um, in dealing with workplace workplace conflicts, um, inspiring them to through their actions and words and behaviors and just to see how they can succeed. I I know within my community a lot of youths do reach out to me. I do mentor them uh, and and support them through their goals and ambitions and provide that um, real meaningful support, whether or not is uh, providing references um, and guiding them through even getting into school. You'd be surprised how many people don't even know how to navigate the system and uh, and just to know what to do in terms of going into college. So I've been able to create a, a supportive environment um, in my role um, as an educator uh, for my students, in my role as a nurse co uh, colleague to my fellow nurses who have been inspired to also reach for greater heights and, and do better for themselves. So for me, that is transformational leadership. So we've taken a really good look at what's gotten you this far. So how about we take a look ahead into the future? What are your future goals and aspirations as a nurse, change agent, transformational leader, public speaker, nurse consultant, and health equity activist? Oh my goodness, that takes so much. <laughs> you're amazing. Uh, are there any particular projects or initiatives that you're excited about pursuing in the future? Yes. Many. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, um, yes, I, I am currently um, trying to see how the province of Ontario can transition internationally educated nurses to practice because I do know, I do work with and I do see uh, international educated nurses they are still being de-skilled. They're working in groceries as Uber drivers in retail and they're not being able to um, they're not able to transition to practice and to utilize the, the skills that they've learned and, and what they always desire to do as nurses. 
So I recently wrote a letter to the College of Nurses of Ontario to follow suit and take steps just like other provinces like Nova Scotia, uh, uh, Alberta and British Columbia have done to transition IENs, so IENs meaning International Educated Nurses. And I did get a reply and that there is some work in progress and um, they're looking into it. I intend to follow up and see uh, how, how that work in progress is playing out and what that looks like. Um, because as we know, there's a shortage of nurses and we do have nurses on ground already that are willing and ready to work. So that's one of my projects. And I, I, I'm looking into the future of research and how I can use research to inform the work that I do uh, and be able to um, impact the, my profession in a in a very positive way. I know that I'm doing that already, but um, I, I want to see how I can use research to inform my work. And I and and I and I'm looking into a, a more global role where I can impact the world, um, no matter how small, and 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 take my work to areas where it's it's also quite needed so thinking about you know you mentioned that you do kind of mentor people you mentor some students you mentor some nurses and we're going into back to school here right away what advice would you have for current students or students that are returning to school to keep them motivated and keep them um wanting to continue yes i always tell students i say stay in touch be connected connect with some grassroots organization be a part of something um that excites you that interests you because you never know um what it's gonna be kindled inside of you uh, and you, know, you just never know where your passion lies when it comes to the professional sphere so um i i so i'm going to repeat what i mostly tell students stay in touch connect with the grassroots organization and see where your interests lie and see how you can be a part of this amazing profession of nursing to make it better because your voice matters um every single one of you has a role to play within the profession and it just doesn't end at um you know providing care to patients is more to do, uh, you can do to make the profession better and to bring it to a positive light that and 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 take it um to a to a level where nurses are respected because i think most people have done so much work to get us here where nursing now is 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 seen as a in the, in a positive light um despite the fact that you know the the policies are still not saying that nurses are respected, but we do know that from from the voices of the public of of patients that nurses nursing is a highly respected profession. So I really do hope that nursing students can can further advance this and and, and inform their practice in a very positive way. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us today? Hmm, I think we covered uh, a lot. Yes, we definitely did. There was a yeah. lot there. Yes. I, well, you know what? I want to say thank you to every member of the public um, that has added their voices to supporting nurses in the fight for better working conditions, for more equitable pay. Equitable pay. Um, I, I want to say thank you because we haven't 
gotten where we are today without the support of the public. So thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of another inspiring episode of the Caring Sport Podcast. I want to extend my deepest gratitude to our incredible guest, Brigitte, for sharing your invaluable insights and experiences with us today. To all of our listeners out there, remember the dedication and passion displayed by our healthcare workers like Brigitte are a testament to the power and compassion and the indomitable spirit of humanity. So let's continue to support and appreciate these remarkable individuals who work tirelessly to keep us safe and healthy. If you have any questions or comments or stories you'd like to share, please reach out to us through our website or social media channels. We love hearing from you and engaging in meaningful conversations. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the Caring Sport Podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss episodes like this one. Together, let's continue to learn, grow, and be inspired by these incredible healthcare workers who help shape our world. Thank you again for joining us today and until next time don't forget to do some self-care show the healthcare workers here in your life some love and keep having those important conversations take care everyone and thank you so much for being our guest today Brigitte. thank you so much for having me